Is your job search stuck? Maybe you're not getting any interviews with employers, or maybe you are, but no job offers. Or you may be new and not even know where to start. This is Charles Maxwood, and I'm releasing a new course ebook on how to find a job as a software developer. The course walks you through the process of finding the types of companies you want to work for, getting their attention, and putting your best foot forward as the candidate they want. I've coached dozens of developers in looking for jobs and have been able to help several people find jobs within two weeks to two months. So whether you're new to development, can't find a great job that fits what you want, or are looking for remote work from an area without a strong tech community, I can help. Go to getacoderjob.com and sign up today. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another My Angular Story. This week, we're talking to Lee. Now, Lee, you were on episode 210 of Adventures in Angular, talking about Zone.js. Yeah. Do you want to just give us a brief introduction, who you are, why you're famous, all that good stuff? Yeah, I would like to. My name is Lee, and I'm from China. And I have been working on AngularJS 1 about four years ago, and working on Angular 2, 4, 5, 6, uh, in the last three years. And I I have been uh, working on the Zone.js about two and a half years ago. And I have become a co-operator and the main, uh, the core developer of the Zone.js. Currently, I basically handle everything about the Zone.js community, the bug fix, new features. So yes, I, I love Zone.js and love to contribute to Angular. And that makes me um, some some kind of famous in the Angular community. <laughs> nice, that's awesome. And Zone.js, for those that aren't familiar with it, is the portion or the library that helps with change detection and things like that. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, that's right. Uh, it will helps the Angular to know how when to ch- trigger the change detection. It basically handled all the asynchronized operations. It monkey patch all the asynchronous such, such as set timeout, promise. And it will know currently Angular has uh, how many tasks are running, how many tasks are finished, and when the Angular is stable, it will trigger a change detection. Yeah. Nice. So let's let's roll back a little bit and let's talk about your journey into programming. How did you yeah. get into programming? Yeah. After I, I graduated from university and I enter a, a company, uh, my, my major is not computer computer science. Uh, it is the communication. Uh, but my first job, one of my uh, elder in the same school, one of my classmates, mm-hmm. and introduced me to a company, a startup company, which is making some uh, software. It is a very small company, about five people. Mm-hmm. And uh, the founder is, is from America, and they are building some very cool software about management, the software development, such a kind of version control, bug tracking, about 15 years ago. And at that time, I, it is a company in China. And at that time, the version control is not that popular yet. Uh, people still use using CVS, VCS, mm-hmm. uh, starting a, a, a lot of very old uh, version control software. And subversion and Git is not, is not there yet. So we are making some software, like very brand new uh, version control system in China. And mm-hmm. this is very cool. And, and the founder, is is very you know can touch a lot of new technologies and mm-hmm. I developed a lot of very very new things such uh, such as a lot of algorithms and the uh, NoSQL database we we developed a, a new NoSQL database ourselves and we also developed some some kind of uh, new Java web server uh, template engine ourselves so mm-hmm. it is very interesting about my the first job 
Yeah, so that's that's why I entered the yeah the development world. Yeah, it is very interesting. Yeah, awesome. And so were these tools you mentioned like a, a Java web server and things like that. So was yeah. that mostly where you were were focused? Yeah, at that time my focus is, is about the the front end because the, about the version control system we have a CLI command line interface and we also have a lot of GUI applications mm-hmm. across the, the the Windows platform and the Linux platform. We basically make interface for every platform we can. We make at first we made a lot of uh, we we made the uh, GUI application with Java and with the uh, Swing. And after that, we read, we use the, the SWT Java library by IBM. And okay. yeah, we make a GUI application in Windows, Linux, and we also make the command line interface for all the Linux, Unix system. So basically my focus is on the front end. Yeah. Nice. How did you get into Angular? Yes, about five years ago, my previous job is in a very big company in Japan, and mm-hmm. they have a research team and they want to build some their next generation of the web system. So they, they have some research, they have some you know nominations, Angular, React, are still uh, using some old jQuery. So they, they, they compare uh, those frameworks to see their advantages and how they fit in the big team development. So I'm very lucky to uh, join the framework team and work, working with them to help them to pick up which one is better. So we make, make some prototype about with all those frameworks and compare their productivities and mm-hmm. how how well they can organize the structure, how long they can pass to the development team without any uh, requirement loss, uh, something like that. And after that, we decide to use AngularJS. Uh, at that time, it's still AngularJS. And so we did a, a big project about one and a half years with Angular GS 1.5. And it's, mm-hmm. it kind of success about the very big team, maybe a hundred people was involved. So everything works fine. And so after that, the big company decided to continue the next generation of the Angular. So we use Angular 2 to build the web system and the mm-hmm. use Ionic to build the uh, m- mobile some applications with Angular 2. So the big company continued to use the yeah the, the Angular product yeah. Nice. So uh, how was the transition from Angular to Angular two? Yes, it is a little you know at first the the company the big company has some hesitations about that because it will it seems uh, everything is new and mm-hmm. uh, all the you know all the code in the Angular just one can't be can't work in the Angular 2. But there is, we, we did something better for the transition in Angular JS one because architect of that company decided to use TypeScript in the Angular JS one already. So oh, nice. Yeah, that, that is very big decision. So at that time, TypeScript is not that popular yet, but that guy decided to use a TypeScript and mm-hmm. use all the new features of TypeScript, everything is tapped. And right. he also made some decorators. It, it, it is not exactly the same with Angular 2 at component, at uh, directive, but he made something looks like them. He makes some decorators, just, it is just some basic function calls, but uh, as service, as like a directive, but he makes it looks like Angular 2 directive, Angular 2 decorators. So 
uh, finally, uh, we found our code is very easy to tra transmit to the Angular 2. I think the architect made some very great decisions at that time. Yeah. Nice. So you mentioned that you've been contributing to Zone.js. I'm, I'm curious because people, they hear about open source contributions and things like that, and they think they have to be some kind of massive genius yeah. to do that or have, you know, 80 years of experience in a 30 or 40 year old field. And so I'm curious, how did you get into making contributions to Zone.js? And then how did you get to the point where now, you know, you're, you're a very major contributor to the project? Yeah, uh, in fact, my first touch of the Zone.js is not an Angular project. Between the Angular JS 1 and 2 project, we have about six months. Uh, the, in that period, we did a Node.js server project. Uh, it is not enterprise uh, product. It is much more like research project. And we mm -hmm. use Node.js and make a Express.js middleware set to handle the concurrent requests mm -hmm. and to, to control who uh, the login journey, who is doing what at at time. So we, we make a lot of middleware and of the Express.js. And at that time, the, the same architect in that company want to use Zoom.js to handle the asynchronized operations. So we can easily, so every request from the client, we make a special zone. And so in that zone, the all the operations of that request is managed. So in that zone, we can handle the log, the journaling, the concurrent, everything like that. So at that time, I, I even don't know the zone, I didn't know the zone.js is used by the new Angular. So at that time, I, I first time know about zone.js. Zone so we are using one feature about the long stack trees. So all the error stack trees are chained between the asynchronized operations, set timeout and the promise, something like that. So everything is chained together. So I found a bug of the zone.js about the long stack trees, and I tried to fix it about uh, maybe 20 hours to find that bug and change one line of code. That's my first contribution to Zone.js. And in fact, that's my first contribution to the open source world. And I just find it is very interesting. And it is, yes, I at that time, Zone.js is not that popular yet, but I found Zone.js, the project is, itself is very interesting. So I decided to use some of my uh, weekend time to read the source code of Zone.js. And I just did that about three months. Every weekend, I read the source code of Zone.js and make some documentation uh, contribution and make some add some test case to Zone.js. I made about 10 contributions in the first three months. And after that, I just can't, yes, I, I just love, love to continue to do that. So yeah, because Zone.js is not, it, it's a, it is a lot uh, not that popular, but it's uh, a little competitive. So not a lot of people was involved in it. So after three months, there are a lot of, because Angular 2 is very popular, and a lot of bug requests or something, a question about Zoom.js was posted in the community. So mm -hmm. I found uh, there are not a lot of people answering that question in the GitHub issues. So I try my best to answer that questions and fix bugs. And I continue to do that in all of my weekend, all of my part, yeah, you, you know, my spare time. Mm -hmm. So I, I continue to do that about six months. So I became a very, I think I am the most active developer in the community. And after about six months, the Mishko, the, the yeah, you know, the father of Angular, he invited me to the 
to become a cooperator of the ZoomJS. Yeah, uh, after that, I kind of, you know, main contributor of that project. I think it's interesting, you know, you're, you're, we're talking about, I mean, this is a project that is being used across thousands of, of Angular applications. And, you know, your journey into this, you had never contributed to open source before. You contribute a bug fix, and then you contribute a bunch of documentation helps. And then you start really contributing, you know, basically code, more bug fixes, you know, maybe a, an enhancement here or there, things like that. And, and I think people get this idea that, yeah, you either have to go invent some big technology, right? So you have to go invent a new Angular, which is silly. It, I mean, it's insane <laughs> if yeah. you really think about the amount of work that takes. Or, you know, well, I can't contribute to open source because, you know, I'm not a genius coder that's going to come up with this thing or that thing or the other thing. And, you know, what you're saying is, is I just contributed a bug fix and I had never contributed to open source before. And I think, I think a lot of people get into it that way but it's after a bunch of hand-wringing and, well, I'm not really good enough for open source, and then come to find out, oh, it's really easy to get involved. Yes, exactly. I, be, before that first contribution, I, I never thought I, I can even do, do that before. Mm-hmm. I just think, uh, like you said, I think the contribution to the uh, open source world requires you have a, a very, very strong coding skills, uh, very, very strong communication skills, and you must did some uh, genius work, then you can contribute to, to the open source, it, especially some something like Angular, something like ZoomJS, it is very well, very, uh, well used and very uh, complex project. But I think it is really easy to begin your journey to the open source world. You can just begin by some test code documentation and bug fix, mm-hmm. and you just read code. It, it is just, you, you you have to spend a lot of time to read the code. That 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 is true, but uh, you don't need to have a very very strong genius coding skill. I, I don't think at that time I have very strong JavaScript backend because I I just uh, have a, about eighteen months Angular JS experience. And before that, I I didn't did any kind of JavaScript projects. I am a Java and C sharp guys before that. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a, a very strong JavaScript backend. I just like to fix some bug in my real project. Then I did some very, very easy uh, the document typo fix or something like that, and just read the code, read the code, and add, add test. It is, everybody can do that. So I think it is a very good way to begin the involvement of the open source project. And if you really love it, I think you can contribute to the main part of that project. And yeah, I think everybody can do that. Yeah, one other thing that I'll point out is that you got involved and fixed fixed a bug in Zone.js because you were using it. And one thing that I find, especially as systems get larger, right? So Zone.js is probably not a terribly large library as compared to something like Angular or JavaScript or, you know, in in some of my past work, you know, Ruby, right? The the programming languages, you know, they've got this huge, huge, code base that supports all kinds of different things. One thing that I find is that there's a difference between the people who are writing it and the people that are using it. And so when people are working on a project, they may not be aware that there's a bug because they're working on the features in the project and they're not out there using it every day like you are. And so, you know, in the situation that you came in with, you fixed a bug because you were using the thing and it wasn't working as expected. 
you know, you wrote test cases because it needs to work in a particular way. And this is a good way of essentially codifying the communication of it should work this way when it, you know, under these circumstances. And so that's another, I, I think, uh, argument in favor of getting involved in open source is if you're using the library, you're going to bring some perspective that a lot of times the people architecting the library or framework or whatever aren't seeing because they're focused on building the system and not actually using the system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you are right. Yes, I, I think another thing is, uh, I, I see a lot of questions from the Stack Overflow or the GitHub about ZoomJS. Uh, yes, they, they are some 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 people. They are using the ZoomJS, but they don't know what ZoomJS do, and they just find uh, some stack trace or error happens in ZoomJS. So they are they just ask ask question. But some other guys, they really, you know dive into the, the very deeply in the in the bug. They will find the exact reason why it don't work. I, I think that is another difference why people can involve involve to the open source more or involve in some third party libraries much deeper because they really want to find the exact real reason about uh, why something didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you working on now? Or is there anything else that you've worked on that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, uh, currently I'm still uh, working on the ZoomJS project uh, about some bug, bug fix uh, the new features. And I, I just changed my job about three months ago, working on the current company called Scilabs. Scilabs is an American company, and it is also a startup. And it is working on the high-performance computing. It, it makes some containerized solution for high-performance mm -hmm. computing world. And just like, it seems like uh, some kind of Docker in the uh, normal application world. It makes containerization to the container in on the HPC and also on the enterprise board. Yeah. So I'm currently working on front end, the, the cloud system. We, we are using the Angular to build the front end. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It is very interesting to do some cloud stuff. Yeah. In my private job, basically we are doing some in-house project for some Japanese uh, enterprise customers. They are not a cloud service. So basically we develop, deploy the product into their own servers. But in my current job, I can do something like DevOps and to do the cl cloud service. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah, that is new experience. Nice. Well, if people want to find you online these days, where do they go? Yeah, and I, I'm very happy that I can join the, the ZoomJS community because I think that kind of changed my development life. Uh, before that, I, I was just a, a normal developer guys working in the company and just, you know, and do what the, what your boss told you. But after I joined the ZoomJS community, I really find some project I love. I think that's the passion. I, I think that's the most important. And I just learn everything and from the fundamental of the JavaScript, uh, all the asynchronized things. And I, about two years, I basically uh, spent all my weekends to read the uh, the spec stuff. One thing I remember very clearly about, I made a feature about ZoomJS uh, to, you know, the promise is we are using Angular. It, uh, in fact, it's implemented by the ZoomJS. Zoom has a, its own implementation of the promise. And I spent about a month every evening and every weekend to make it pass the promise A plus test. It about 
900 test cases. And before I did that contribution, about 300 test cases were failed because Zone didn't implement a full spec promise. And I spent up a month and read every spec from the after promise from the WCC and something like that. It, it is a nightmare at first. It, and I, I didn't understand a word about spec, but after that month, I feel very, very agreed that I really insist to, to continue to do that. And I think that that feeling is that, you know, satisfaction is, is great. So I think if everybody finds some project love, they find what the passion is, I think mm-hmm. that is the most mo- motive of contributing. Yeah. Nice. So if people want to, uh, I don't know if you do blog posts or, um, you know, find you on GitHub or Twitter or anything like that, where do they go? In fact, in this year, I, I didn't do a lot of Twitter before this year's NGConf. And uh, this year I attended the NGConf in uh, Salt Lake City and I met with Angra Core team. And they are very kind and talk to me. And after that, I really began to use Twitter to post some something new about ZoomJS, something what I, I'm doing. Uh, it, it is also very interesting to communicate with people in the Twitter or something like that. And I also joined the, the Angular in depth and it is a writing community. It is by, uh, created by, uh, founded by the Max. And he, he is a genius guy. He did a lot of, uh, you know, reverse engineering in Angular. He, he write a tons of posts about what Angular really underlying uh, doing and what Angular inside uh, implementation. He did a, a lot of posts. And I, I also write some, you know, blog posts uh, in the Angular in depth. Yeah, I think, yes, uh, outside the uh, GitHub and ZoomJS project, the, uh, the social post is also very interesting to communicate with all the communities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where do you post? Yeah, I post something about the Angular elements. Uh, that's, that is also what I'm currently doing. Mm-hmm. The Angular element is the Angular implementation about the web component. And because the ZoomJS in the official, you know, in the official world, uh, the Angular team is making the Angular elements uh, basically without ZoomJS because right. ZoomJS is a little heavy. And uh, if you use ZoomJS, ZoomJS basically monkey patch out the global APIs, set them out, promise. So it will impact other things outside of the Angular elements. So at the blog post I, I write, it's basically about how Angular elements work inside. Uh, it is just web component wrapper by the Angular element. And inside it is just a dynamic component. I read a blog post, uh, several blog posts to explain that. And currently I'm working with making the Angular element working better with, with ZoomJS, not without ZoomJS. I'm making a proposal to let ZoomJS only live inside the Angular elements. So ZoomJS will not impact outside of the Angular elements. So it will not monkey pad the global API when you not inside Angular elements. So if that proposal is passed, I think the current Angular developers will feel a lot of more easier to trans, you know, to migrate their current com- Angular components to Angular elements. Because without ZoomJS, you have to rewrite, rewrite everything, everything your current existing component to Angular elements. 
but if you can still use some kind of scope to ZoomGS, it will, the life use will be much easier. You can just use all existing code of your Angular component and writing some wrapper, then it becomes uh, Angular elements. I think that will, will, will be very cool if it's really, you know, past the proposal. Nice. All right. Well, let's go ahead and do some picks. Do you have yeah. something you want to shout out about? Do you run your own freelance business? Or maybe you're thinking about picking up some business on the side. Well, then you need FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the quickest and easiest way to get invoices out to your clients. It's easy to use. It works anywhere, available from any device, uh, on the desktop, iPhone, iPad, Android, and all of your data is backed up and secure. And it makes it really easy to get organized and get paid. You'll be tracking time, logging expenses, and invoicing your clients in no time. You can also save time billing, freeing up several days per month to focus on the work that you love, and you get paid faster. FreshBooks customers are paid on average five days faster because there's a link on the invoice that says pay me now. And it's a great way to grow your business. Plus, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day trial. That's right, 30-day trial if you try them out. So go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Once again, for a 30-day trial, go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Yeah, currently the, the most pick I want to yeah, share with everybody is about uh, really the Angular in-depth. And the angularindepth.com is founded by Max. And before, about three months ago, he basically writes the articles himself. He spent a lot of time to write Angular compiler, the component uh, change detection, something like that. And a lot of people follow him and uh, you know learn, learn from his blog post. And about three months ago, he created a Slack group. Uh, he invited a lot of very famous people in the Angular world, and he created a community, a lot of writers. So he asked everybody to write blog posts about Angular in the Angular in-depth. So, so currently, basically, every week, there are about two or three blog posts about Angular in-depth to introduce very, very deep Angular implementation. So I think every article is very great, and it, it is worth reading. So I think that is very cool, especially in these three months. Nice. Yeah, Angular in Depth is an awesome blog. Yeah, yeah. Really, really dig it. Yeah. And we've talked to Maxim a couple of times and yeah, they're doing great stuff there. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna jump in here with a few picks. So one that I've been listening to lately, it's a podcast. It's about business. It's called MF CEO and MF stands for mother effing CEO. Yeah. I try and keep a clean rating here, so I'm I'm gonna keep it clean. But anyway, if abrasive language bothers you, it's probably not the show you want to listen to. But if you want just top-notch business advice from somebody who's just going to say it how it is, you know, it's definitely worth listening to. Uh, you know, I, I will warn some people because I know it bothers people, you know, if, if people are swearing frequently in the show. And this one, depending on the episode, he definitely does. It's done by Andy Frizella. He has a supplement business, like health supplements, and he, he actually owns like brick-and-mortar stores and online stores, sell that, that kind of thing on the internet. But yeah, terrific stuff. Great podcast. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to pick that. And then uh, the other pick that I have, and I picked this on other shows before, but I actually just uh, told my uh, production and development team that they need to read this book. And I'm actually reimbursing them for the book. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, just put it on your invoice that you bought the book and I'll pay you back. It's called 
Extreme Ownership. And yeah, I'm pretty sure I picked it on Adventures in Angular. But it, it's a terrific book. It's one of the core values for my business, you know, running the podcast. And essentially, you know, the buck stops here, um, which is one of the principles, incidentally, out of Andy Andrews. Oh, I forget the name of the book. But it's it's the first point in that one as well. The Traveler's Gift. That's the name of that book. Anyway, terrific books. Both of those are one's a podcast, one's a book. So uh, and I listen to them on Audible and I really enjoy that. So I'm going to pick those if you're out there trying to figure out, you know, what do I do next? Kind of the, the theme between any of those is that you own the outcome, which means you own the process for getting to that outcome. And so you need to take ownership of it. You need to go after it. And you need to realize that, you know, even if somebody does something that, that throws it off or doesn't do their job or whatever, ultimately it, it's down to you. And so, you know, you're the one that has to pick up the slack and run with it if you're going to make a difference. And yeah, sometimes things aren't fair. Uh, you know, I, I totally get all of those arguments. But at the end of the day, the outcome is up to you. And so a, a lot of the a lot of these uh, topics come out, come down to that. So anyway, thank you for coming, Lee. Thank you. We'll go ahead and wrap this one up, folks, and we'll have another story for you next week. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more. <laughs>